Well, I wait till my turn. I create this small world. You gon' learn it can end any day. Body bags, cover face, they zip up just like babes. Well, alright, I give them monkey bars, them bitches hoe wait. The game like Madden in 08. I swear it's fucked up. It's so young, but then them young boys die. Oh age, while I move moons, control waves, that world gon' rotate. Like okay, I get it, get it. Your friends did it, they famous, and you rap too. So when you gon' make it? I say really is patience, but really is condensation, and I can't wait to drop. Don't say a lot, that work talk, but first off, I heard it. What's up, y'all? We're back. Welcome, welcome. Episode nine. Episode nine. Holy crap! That is May- like, weird. Yeah, that's, it gets weirder and weirder. I know, right? Like, the fact that we've lasted this long. It wasn't weird at six. Like at six, I was very fine with it. Mm. But then, like everything after that. But yo, welcome to the Mints. Welcome, welcome. The the best podcast on the internet, hosted by plus size male South Asian models. Um, Today, T-Bone is modeling a cloak of mediocrity. <laughs> Fuck you. Lent to him by the, by, lent to him by the, not, by the James Franco collection. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. You know what? I will pay that. I will pay that. Because fuck James Franco, quite frankly. He's and, talented, bro. Oh. A renaissance He's not man. a renaissance man. You know who's a renaissance man? Tyler, the creator, is a renaissance mm. man. Childish Gambino is mm. a renaissance man. This guy is nothing. His stuff <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry. But, okay. But him and Seth Rogen, they're just... Oh, fuck off. I'm not even going into that. <laughs> and I, I am wearing a Illuminati hoodie. Oh, yeah. Lent to me by Jason Segal. Oh. <laughs> yes. Nice. Because Jason Segal is Illuminati. Oh, you I can't. That. You can't be... Have such little talent and be famous oh, without being Illuminati. Oh, being fired. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, welcome to the Mints. Welcome. We's out here in these streets because we's streets. in the mobile studio. And a huge Big shout out. Big shout out to Ritu. Yo, thanks, girlfriend. Thank you so much. Uh, all she did was say a few kind words and post on her Facebook a link to the Mints. Yo, and the traffic we got as a result. Wow. Damn. We even got like compliments. We got shit. compliments. We got new likes on the Facebook uh-huh. page. We got at least 15 more listens, at least, which is a big deal. Look, like when you're a small podcast. Exactly. Like us. Exactly. Um, we, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Support. Like, and guys, Ritu is a good example of the perfect fan. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she shared the podcast and said nice things about us and did us a major solid. So we encourage you guys to do the same. And Sharing your, is caring. Like, yeah. People. Also, one thing I want to know yeah. is, um, like, right now, this podcast, a lot of the listeners, let's be honest, are friends of us. Absolutely. Which is cool. Um, which is, yo, guys, we love awesome. you guys. Don't don't stop. Yes. But Please be our friends. Too. I'm sure there are people out there, definitely people who have liked the Facebook page, yeah. who aren't people you or I directly know. That is true. And, you, you know, if you're one of those people and you don't know T-Bone or myself personally... Holler at us, yeah, man. Like please. we'd like to know how you came across the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you like about it. What right. maybe there's some stuff you'd want us to talk about. Like sure. we'd be down. Like honestly, we we would love suggestions and whatnot. But also, we'd like to know our audience a bit better. Absolutely. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Look, you know the um, the fact that you're listening means clearly you kind of dig what we're talking about. Mm. And um, yeah, we'd just love to hear some feedback. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be yeah. So yeah, Ritu, great fan. 
Thank you. Shared the podcast on her Facebook page mm. and gave us a ton of traffic. Yeah, which which like, also goes to show that we have... Well, let's just say when one of our friends does something nice for us, all of a sudden <laughs> we just get like mad props, which is awesome. Like, you know, yeah, yo, like our, the, the last podcast episode, that actual Facebook post reached almost 400 people, which is staggering. Uh, and of that 400, like 70 actually clicked on the podcast, yeah. which is like in that in itself is massive. Absolutely. Like, you know, like. Obviously, we're not going to convert everything, and I mean, we're going into the nitty-gritty of the mechanics of having mm. a podcast and stuff, but look, guys, please remember, we are a drop in the ocean, and look, we, we don't expect to become the This American Life one day or anything like that, but you know, you know, if you like it, yeah. and we bring a bit of joy into your life, why don't you share the joy around, guys? Exactly. Why are you hugging <laughs> us? To just yourselves. <laughs> Nobody's right? ever said that I know, right? to me. Or I don't imagine no. ever anybody saying that to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... T-Bone. Mm. Have you noticed that, you know, when people talk about our friendship, there tends to be a couple of, like... They tend to snigger a bit, and people tend to kind of laugh a bit. Have you noticed that? Oh, what? ever so slightly. <laughs> Why do you think that, G? The jealous. <laughs> um, that they don't have what we have. It's just a... Yeah, but do you think it's also kind of like here are two men in their thirties, two straight grown-ass men, who spend a lot of time with one another. That's a bit weird. Ha 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 ha. The 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 comments and the ah. Oh, so you two are hanging out with each other a don't lot. You, I, I get that a lot. It's, I mean, it's lazy. My family find it quite yeah, amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, same. My, you know, constantly my parents are like, oh, what, you got no other friends? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. There's definite truth to that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then, you know, from outsiders, as it mm, were, mm. then you definitely get the whole, mm, these two are a bit fruity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that a lot as well. What the fuck? I actually, man? like, even kind of, like, egg on that kind of notion because <laughs> those right. people yeah, are yeah, clearly yeah. like mad homophobic yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I kind of am like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. waiting until they legalize yeah, it yeah right. <laughs> but, oh nearly oh, 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 is basically a noise my father makes when he finds something like inappropriate <laughs> reprehensible it's like it's also a typical old brown man noise of disgust yeah. But yeah, look, I raise it mainly because I thought today's topic, we're going to talk about male friendship and how people perceive that Mm. and why it's difficult um, and why people, men shy away from it and why the nature of male friendship is a bit weird. So basically it's a, it's a smorgasbord about male friendship. Yeah. So it all kind of stemmed from um, (coughs) mainly this discussion we're having now because we've I mean, this has been, we've been called out for, like, forever now about how... It's been many, many years. You know, we've been called bromances, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I love how it's a bromance when two guys hang out together, but when two girls hang out together, it's, like, just catching up with my girlfriend. It's a bit of a double standard, but I read this article called, um, On the Abuse of Bro, oh, in inverted commas, so okay. the word bro. And this was, so this was published in Esquire magazine in September 2014. So it goes like this. The use of the word bro is reaching epidemic levels. Now, after The Fast and the Furious and How I Met Your Mother and Breaking Bad, if a show contains more than one male character, they will at some point call each other by that name. 
Online, where cliche is rechristened meme, bro is a natural epithet. Come at me, bro, or don't tase me, bro. Among <clears throat> or don't tase me, bro. Among writers who are trying to be funny, the word has morphed into a series of fused words, co comic portmanteaus, um, that have launched a full-on vocabulary. Vocabulary. <coughs> Programmers for young male computer programmers, bro step, a white male version of dubstep, and curl bros for bros who spend too much time on their biceps. <laughs> Subject to intense semantic distortion and fluctuation, the word bro is slippery, but one feature of its use and abuse remains constant, the underlying contempt for male friendship it implies. The contempt is everywhere. The friendships between women in popular culture are the source and choicest fruit of their maturity. At the end of Frances' Ha, Frances glimpses her old friend across a crowded room. Who are you making eyes at, somebody asks. That's Sophie. She's my best friend. Theirs was the film's true love story all along. In so far as a television show is about women, it's about the meaningfulness of friendship, sex in the city, girls, broad city, etc. For men, it's just the opposite. Male friendship on any given sitcom or in any given Judd Apatow movie is a retreat into thoughtlessness and crudity. The Big Lebowski hilariously painted male friendship as an extended and colossal fuck-up. The Hangover movies turned it into a series of epic degradations. But the standard buddy movie of the moment, a movie like 22 Jump Street, is defined by a single word. Dumb. White Mamba would say that word should be awesome. But anyway, <laughs> that's why the greatest buddy movie of them all is Dumb and Dumber. Anyway. Men get together on screen to be idiots with one another. To mature as a female person is to mature into female friendships. To mature as a male person is to mature out of male friendships. Mature out, out of, of male, male friendships, right? So is that is the implication that to progress or to mature the male friendship should not exist. Uh, you're, I, what's surprising me right now is how you're surprised by that statement. It makes no sense to me. It makes complete sense to me. Okay, alright, okay. explain it to so me. So basically what it's getting at is like, there's a romantic notion attached to men being solo, especially post-marriage. They just look after the yard, they don't really hang out with boys and stuff. That That's not done, because that's seen as juvenile. Whilst women are kind of allowed to kind of hang out with their lady friends and that's kind of seen as somewhat distinguished and very normal, etc, etc. So when the guys get together, it's boys' night with the emphasis on the boys. Exactly. That the kind immaturity of part. Don't you have male friends um, who are now married, mm. etc., who scoff at the notion of hanging out um, now that they're married and they have kids and stuff like that? Whilst, well, whilst see, their wives go out heaps and stuff see, like that. For me, that was all. I always, <laughs> I always understood that as a logistical issue, right. like in that they just don't have the time anymore because they have family commitments. I think there's a bit of that. Yeah. But there is. I think actually that's probably a, a big part of it too. Mm. But like I think, but there is also a big part that is, men are kind of like meant to have less and less friendship as they they grow older and older. The idea that you can't maintain a male friendship. Over over time, like what is it, what are dudes supposed to do exactly? That's the thing. Like, so there are a lot of crazy statistics to even back that up. Right. And like, there was a study done um, uh, by a professor um, in applied psychology at NYU, and this is coming from the article I just read. Um, his name was Neo Wei or something, um, and he was suggesting that male suicide rates correlate precisely with the male tendency to lose friends as they get older, and so. At the age of nine, um, it's the same rate for boys and girls. 
like okay. suicide rate. Um, between 10 to 14, it's twice for boys, um, twice as likely to kill themselves. Between 15 and 19, it's four times more likely. And between 20 to 24, it's five times more likely that guys kill themselves. Jeez. Yeah. Does it, does it get into, let's just say, our age bracket? Cause I think it, it only be... gets worse and worse yeah. and worse, yeah? Okay, even if you take the, 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 the movie tropes, right? Right, right, right. For example, um, the league, right? Yeah, yeah. You take the league. Yeah. It still, it still has that component of dudes getting together, and even if it is talking about oh, fantasy and football. Well, well, this is the, another point that it reaches that male friendships tend to be incredibly surface level. Like women have something uh, called didact- didactic relationships right. with their friends, which are incredibly deep friendships where they talk about their shit basically. Right. Okay. Whilst Men tend to have these surface-level relationships that are usually infused with an element of sport, or there's like an activity oh, involved, okay, and right, hence okay. we don't tend to have like we don't have tend to have deep conversations about life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I do think this might be a bit alien for you because again, we're not going to blow our own freaking trumpet here. Yeah. We have those deep conversations, and I couldn't imagine not because it, it would just. To live a life of just superficial, surface-level conversation mm. on a constant basis mm. drive me up the wall. Like, I mean, it's not that I, I need to be deep all the time, but you got to get deep once in a while. you got to <laughs> start to th- use your fucking noggin for something, right? Mm. Even just, you know, talking about real shit mm. from time to time. That's mm. got to be something that you do on a, re- on a regular basis. We're clearly not in a majority here. There was a study by a guy called Jeffrey Hall from the University of Kansas that showed male friendships often center around activities rather than conversations, meaning um, as a result, there's no real self-disclosure or any real intimacy between male friends. It's more kind of like, hey, how about that game the other day? Blah, 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 blah. And also, the other one that I was going to read, it's a study by a statistics house thing called Plus One where the study was called Women Favor Dyadic Relationships, but Men Prefer Clubs. So basically, it was a social media-based study that showed that men are more likely to experience friendship in larger groups, like Wolfpack, Uh, uh, whilst women prefer one-on-one friendships. And they basically, it it was called a social media study, and it's kind of like a pretty weird study when you think about it, because they based it on like what kind of profile picture men and women had. Yeah, weird, right? Like, crazy. So, How do you make correlations? Uh, anyway, anyway, profile pictures, women were more likely to have a photo of them and just one of their good friends, whilst men would normally have a photo of themselves and, like, their entire crew. <laughs> like, 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 basically, right, like, Kanye right, right, doing right, the all-day right, right, right. okay, music okay. video on the Brit stage. Right, like, right, 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 it's right. like, that's how guys tend to roll. But there is, in defense of that, I, I won't lie, some, I, I have belonged to a... A wolf pack of sorts in the past like we weren't wolf like at all but we just hung out in a group yeah um and there was a kind of like there's a there's a camaraderie and a kind of like funness to it i guess yeah the, that that specific pack that specific pack. <laughs> I, I and again you know i think we've we've spoken about it before in that it was it was formed out of almost a necessity purely based on the fact that we all were in, involved in the same thing. Mm. And we all had that similar belief system. I mean, the glue that held that, that together was 
purely that. It, and in terms I feel of, it was race and religion, and that that was it. Yeah. We were people who had nothing in common. With it was one race, one. yeah, race, yeah. religion, and just, that, and that was it. Yeah. So, well, that's why we're all not friends anymore. Yeah, so, and yeah. but but that's because you start to ask a deeper question about, well, what actually do we have in common? Yes. And the answer was, well, very little, obviously. Yeah. So, that, but yeah, no, I, look, I agree with you. It it actually did feel almost good to be in that in that yeah. space because yeah. felt like what a male friend group should have been like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what it comes yeah. down to. It's obviously not having, you know, big male friend groups before. Mm. That fulfilled the criteria of mm. the male friend group. It's kind of almost like a rite of passage for a lot of men, isn't it? Like, to have, like, some kind of, like, pack of guys to hang out with, at least for a short period in your life. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And But, I mean, but what you'll often find is, with the friend groups, mm. if there are, you know... Uh, if there are a bunch of guys in that friend group and they all have partners, mm. they will all tend to move together as well in mm. terms of their life situation. Oh, absolutely, as well. absolutely. I, I mean, I've heard in the past a guy admit to me that one of the reasons he got married was because his friend got married, and so he was like, "Well, I better get married so that we can all hang out together and stuff like that." <laughs> like, and like, I, I mean, again, to me that sounds almost ridiculous to to make a life choice based on making sure that they can maintain that social connection with other people. Mm, 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 mm. But at the same time, makes complete sense because mm. who wants to be the one left out and alienated purely because they're not moving at the ex- expected pace mm, in life? Mm, mm, mm. Well, that, that raises a really, really interesting point because um, there was another article I was reading, which was like called "Men Need Friends," um, and it was in the Pacific Standard, and it was published um, last year. It was written by somebody called Alana Massey, and as she kind of delved into why male friendships don't last that long, one of the reasons was especially like, and it's interesting you raised this because you were talking about like the wolf pack and how it kind of broke off. One of the one of the reasons men don't stick together is because of a, of disparities in achievement. He's right. got the house. He's got the uh. He's got the uh. I've only got this. What do we really have in common? Because at the end of the day, we're just competing with one another. Like, is, is that... it? A, is it? Does it just come down to keeping up with the Jones? Well, I mean, are, are, do we hang out with guys who have a mortgage and and kids and stuff like that? When it comes to conversations, we have very little. In common to discuss. I know, look, I know I don't hang. I hang out with. I have one friend who's in that situation. He's one of my best friends, um, and you know I see him only every now and then. That said, we do text each other a lot, but like, um, you know, we don't see each other that often because he's got all these things that I don't have. Clearly, his priorities are different. Clearly, what he's about is very different to what I'm about. But I think this this statement in particular was referring to kind of the more competitive nature in men, mm-hmm. which is like, um, whoa, he's earning this much and I'm only earning this much. We, we're not on that same level. Because men have this crazy notion of how much, not how much their shit needs to be together, but how much, a very strong notion of a checklist for me to be a man. But that's that's something that's uh, that's ingrained within us from a very young age, though, right? Like, yeah, very I much know for so. me... Like, in terms of, yes, the checklist of, 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 of becoming a man mm. involves having, you know, the stable job. Yeah, yeah. Having some security, having, you know, eventually, so, you know, some assets to call mm. your own. Yeah, what? 
and then having a stable base to then, you know, have a family. Okay, so do you think you can be, have a deep, intimate, platonic male relationship, friendship with somebody who had all of those things on the checklist, but you had maybe one? I mean, there's a reason why you and me are such yeah, good friends. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. something really interesting. 2000 and, th- and this fits into the checklist notion, mm. all right? 2013 survey conducted by Citibank and LinkedIn, all right? Found that 71% of men felt that they needed a strong, loving marriage to feel like they had it all, whilst only 66% of women felt that way. Women are more chill, dog. <laughs> Is that what that is interpreted as? I mean, I understand, like, the 79 Well, I think what it's, what it's implying is kind of, like, the male identity is made up of all these things, and once those things are checked off, they don't need much more, and hence they kind of devolve into, like, a solo kind of home-like creature whose job is simply then to be a homebody kind of thing. King of the castle. Yeah, yeah, word up, word up, well put. Um... But it was kind of like showing that to feel male means to be in a loving relationship. Like, that's such an important mm. part of completing yourself. Well, look, I think being in a loving relationship isn't something that's unreasonable. Yeah. Um, for that to become, make you feel complete, that's, I mean, you know, on, its fa- on face value, mm-hmm. because it's not an unreasonable request and would be a nice thing to have... Mm. I mean, I could actually, I could kind of see that. But why do men need it more than women, according to that study? Because there's another stat that says, 2011 study, again, that Uni of Kansas one goes, um, 85% of men wanted a marriage slash committed relationship, why only 79% of women wanted that. That's an interesting one. Yeah, right? So, despite the stereotype of, like, oh, women are just manhunting and need to, like, find a husband stat it's actually more men who are like that who are kind of hunting for a wife all the time as opposed to women but i mean that's definitely something we've seen in our community as a it's as a necessity for 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 all men Mm -hmm. once they reach a certain age Mm -hmm. yeah your worth is is measured by where you are in life exactly which is why i know i used to get a lot like i have a friend who's like married with kids and stuff and he used to give me a ton of crap when I used to not hang out. By the fact that I wasn't hanging out with a woman regularly. Because mm. as a single male, it is my job to engage in the chase. And right. that should be all I'm doing. Right. You know? Um, and that's why when a guy hangs out with a guy... It kind of straight away, oh, well, he's not, either he's gay. Either he's gay. Either he's gay or he's diverting from what he actually should be, which is kind of like men have to constantly be chasing tail to assert the fact that they are real men. Would you consider that maybe the downside of patriarch? Because patriarchy has... <laughs> has its upside. Oh, I mean, there's, no, no, there no. are many downsides to patriarchy. Yeah, no, but in terms of, like, look... Patriarchy definitely, you know, dudes uh, are doing well. I get. I guess what you're saying is like. But my this, thing is, this created male kind of, the created male role yeah. within society. Yeah, is that's what you're talking the, about. It, it is the expectation now. Yeah, word, word. Okay, word. okay. You know, men, men have, you know, again, in a patriarchal society, men have the final say, men have the control. But mm. 
you need to become a man. You need to be one of these types of men. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to become that man. Mm. Otherwise, you are not worthy of of that title. Mm, 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 and again, we're not saying patriarchy is good. That's not what we're saying here. Mm, mm. But it is about saying that that is also an expectation within mm. a patriarchal society. You mm. need to fulfill a certain criteria for you to be of worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Meritocracy and stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I do think... And I think there's the, a romanticized kind of notion of men being on their own as well. Like, you know, lonesome cowboy. Um, dude, that kind of... When men are coupled together, in popular culture even, they're usually doofuses. Or That's they're true. two idiots kind of... Like like that article said, it's Dumb and Dumber or mm. it's Pineapple Express or... Etc. 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 You don't really have like, um, I, I I mean, remember the days of like Tango and Cash. Not that I'm saying that it was cooler to be straight <laughs> men back then, but you saw more of that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two men who are clearly best friends, like Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Good, good bad example. Boys are good one. Two men who are like absolutely, really, really close yeah. friends. I mean, I guess there are two stages I'm talking about here. Straight men being friends um, is kind of seen as weird. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's also the quality of the friendship that's really, really important. Um, it shouldn't be just friendship based on, like, oh, we play sport together, and, like, that, that takes up kind of the greater... Like, there needs to be, like, friendship intimacy. Or we work it. together. Like, like or... women have. Like, mm. that's why they reckon, like, women have their peers, and they vent, and they can get through their shit with them. They have that outlet. But Whilst men don't have that as much. But what's the key, what's the key component there? It's emotion. Mm-hmm. And what is the one thing men cannot show yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, discuss yeah. Or, yeah. or, you know, or, yeah, or dissect? Yeah. Word, word, they word, word, word. Emotion. They yeah. can't... It's not something that we talk about. Mm, 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 mm. But that's the thing. Shouldn't we technically be talking to other guys about it if we can't... Because we ha- clearly need to show strength but this, yeah, to, but like... That's the I, and I've had this... This has been the downfall of, like at least two of my relationships in the past. The fact that I didn't have that much emotional intimacy, that I I had to constantly feel Kevlar. Mm -hmm. I had to constantly be strong for this other person. Like, I had to... I I felt like I had to carry them a lot. I had to, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I had literally no outlet. And that's why I kind of, like, would end the relationship or something like that, you know? Um, But this constant emphasis to be the strong... Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, and that's part of it. But even when when men have complex emotions, mm. we can't discuss that with each other mm-hmm. because I've been witness to conversations where dudes wanted to talk about mm. something, you know, that they were feeling at the time. Mm. You know, you could tell that they were depressed, or you could tell that they were, you know, emotionally vulnerable at the mm-hmm. time. And it was a group situation, and it, it the the conversation couldn't have been deflected any quicker. Like, yeah, yeah, because there are guys in that group that are like, look, I don't know how to deal. I don't, I, I don't like, know how to deal with them. And why are you being a why are you like, not like why are you being weak right now? Exactly, like, not up or yeah, like exactly you know, right, etc. etc. Stiff up a lip and yeah, yeah. And all what of the hell? That, you know, walk deal it off. with it. Deal with yeah, it. Yeah, you know? like the, that's. That's how you and deal with emotions. Do you think in that's a potential foible of just like I guess the male psyche? Like the fact that we don't consider it precious 
to talk through our issues with, with other men. Well, the weakness. Yeah, it's seen as weakness. So, like, this is, like, Match.com did a survey in 2011 that found that women want more independence from their partners so that they can hang with their friends because there's clearly a therapeutic, holistic element to that camaraderie. Mm. More so than, like, because I, I, I know very few men that will take the time out to kind of be like, nah, man, I kind of need to just talk to my guys about stuff like that, you know, like... Um, Whilst with women, it's almost like a fixture. Like, it's a set... I, I feel like it's... it's, it's like, it's, think about all the women you know. They they know... They have yeah. groups of female friends that they hang out with regularly not only and talk is it, to. But uh, the critical thing is not, uh, not only is it a fixture, it's acceptable. Yes, it's acceptable. We it's can't. acceptable. We yeah. as men cannot have a roundtable discussion of an emotional topic. You and me can't go and go... I'm going to have some wine with T-Bone. Not that that's our thing anyway. <laughs> but I'm going to go have some wine with T-Bone. And we're just going to talk stuff. It's been a stressful week. That's immediately going to be seen as weird. Exactly. And Even it, though we kind of do do that on a weekly basis. And it's anyway. usually tea instead yeah. of wine. <laughs> but, yeah, but, and, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, because we don't have an emotional outlet, because we're not allowed to discuss emotions, mm. then... What else? I mean, like, not to say that all discussions are just purely emotionally based, but that's a big component. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you don't have that outlet, what is it? Sport, the weather, your yeah. your your stock yeah. portfolio, the economy, yeah. maybe politics. If you want to get yeah. a bit bit interesting, yeah. like that's it. Something interesting that was raised in one of these articles was like the notion that. Um, men tend to outsource all their thinking, especially post-marriage. And so women tend to be the social planners as well in that relationship. Yeah. And so their friends are kind of decided for them. And I don't mean social planner in a bad way or anything. No. It's just that men can be like... that. You know, the whole notion of like... Um, oh, the guy is just that oaf who just kind of sits at home and doesn't... It's kind of, I guess, stems in that whole kind mm-hmm. of I've outsourced all my thinking to you. Yeah think for me now kind of thing you know but not only is it the thinking part it's also the just the social interaction part right mm. that's what they're saying this uh, article actually said something really interesting um so women are usually the social planners in the house um men who do not have male friends often rely too much on their women and expect too much from them as well and that's why they kind of dump all their emotional shit on on their partners as opposed to kind of like maybe working through stuff through other people and stuff. Like, it's just too much sometimes. And that's that's just a... That, that's just a... Turned into a codependent... Um, yeah. Uh, Especially when you bottle shit up as well. Like, because yeah. I, I, as a man, I know I bottle shit and, up all and, the time. But, and that's the thing. Men, after bottling shit up, mm. it usually explodes in, you know, either inappropriate or just, you know, unreasonable <laughs> ways. And, you know, things are said, things are done all of a sudden. And it's just purely because, you know they haven't had a chance to actually process any of the emotions that they're feeling at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not, again, never an excuse for anything to happen. However, you know, you bottle something up for long enough mm-hmm. and, and it's that very much a case of just, you know, it's a ball of rage that you can, you know, swallow and, and keep deep inside. It's mm. going to blow up at some point. And that's actually a really interesting point about the nature of masculinity as well. Mm. And just... um how it's structured to almost lead to these outbursts. I was listening to an interview with a guy that wrote this really in-depth piece about the Virginia Tech shooter, the, mm. the 
<coughs> the Korean American guy yeah. that went on that shooting spree. And he kind of wrote about how um, a week prior to the shooting, the guy actually was in a hotel room and he like ordered a, um, uh, a an exotic dancer to come and dance for him and stuff. And how he actually went to touch her, and she was like, no. And which led to a lot of anger, and she left and whatnot. And, like, a week later, he, he went on this rampage, right? Um, I'm not saying that that's, you know... There's no direct I'm not saying that there's a... But I'm saying it's kind of like this, this notion of, like, bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up, react. Clearly this guy... like, And I'm talking about this, this occasion where he went to touch that that dancer Mm -hmm. that was a reaction because clearly there was a suppression involved that you know he had to bring a girl over to dance for him and he wanted to you know and clearly there were it was an accumulating kind of thing that led to this outburst that clearly we'll never understand Mm. but there there was a bottling up and a reaction and that tends to be like an accepted form of like male behavior almost i mean there's a reason why a lot of these guys that just go apeshit and go postal um men like you know and and there's an expectation that if you're going to blow off steam, it happens at the pub. Mm. And there is nothing worse yeah. than a combination of unresolved anger and other emotional, yeah. you know, frustration yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. Well, Combine that two together yeah. and you have a disaster waiting to happen. M- male outlets are so strange. Like, and I'm not going to say they're strange. Like, they're so extreme. Fight club. A male outlet. I just need to beat the shit out of someone because this is all fucked up and I don't know how to make sense out of it. I know it's a work of fiction, but it's also true. Oh, yeah, there's um, plenty of truth to that. Yeah. Uh, video games? Mm-hmm. You know, I've often heard people say that video games is the closest thing to... Because, like, men don't fight as much as they did when they were cavemen. Sure. Um, that one way to kind of, like, get that out is via video games. I'm not saying video games are the answer. Like, I, for one, am not a gamer, but, like, I'm not yeah. saying games are the answer to uh, or an outlet. But I think it's important to find an outlet that pertains to you. I journal because I like words, so mm-hmm. I journal. Some people blow off steam at the gym. Like, I've never understood that. To me, the gym is such a monumental task. Um, but, whilst for, for, nah, but for people, they're like, oh, you know, I just need to blow off some steam. I need to go to the gym, or I need to just, like, go at it at a punching bag for 20 minutes. Men need outlets. I, I was listening to a Hot 97 interview. Ebro. Ebro. You know Ebro in the yeah, morning? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ebro was basically talking about how that's why he thinks some rappers rap. Is an outlet. Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like street rappers. Like, the guys, like, straight out of, like, the hood who rap about violence and stuff. That's their outlet to talk about the stresses that they have to go through as, like, cause life on the streets, man. That makes uh, complete know? sense, and yeah. it's in a format that is acceptable within society, or at least within, you know, certain societies. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a legitimate form, whereas you can't sit down and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not going to blame my upbringing, but mm. it is my, you know, it was a long-standing belief that mm-hmm. you do not burden anyone with mm. your emotional shit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, because like... You know, at the end of the day, you are a man. Mm. And I have some respect for the idea that no matter what you're going through, for example, you don't worry your family about it. Yeah, yeah, right. Especially if you're in a, you know, you're a husband and you've got kids and if you're in a family situation. But even that is part of that stereotype. It's it's part of the stereotype. But, and, and and then, you know, I, I look at my parents and 
you know, my old man went through a lot. And, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. he never brought that home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what damage that did. Mm, mm, mm. You know, long term, that, mm, that it can't have been healthy for him. Yeah. So... I mean, like, I'm, I'll openly say my father is emotionally dysfunctional. And I think that might be a part. I of think it. a lot of uh, yeah. I think a lot of older brown men. Oh, are. definitely. Oh, most definitely. I mean, oh, like, they don't even need to be older. They like shit. I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, but and that's just and that's just the way it is. Like, men have a certain role. Men aren't supposed like you know the two two emotions that were were in our ha- household were you know laughter and anger. Mm, mm. Any any mm. other deviation? <laughs> I like that? that a lot. Right? I like that a lot. It was yes. pretty much like you either <laughs> laughed or you just blew up, and there was no middle ground. I'm turning the spotlight on you very mm. briefly. Okay. I know in the past you've told me that you actually have better, closer friendships with women. Yeah. Than you do men. True. True. Do you think actually... p- potentially that was because you needed like that outlet, like? Were you were you going were you talking intimate shit with them or were you kind of like were you seeking understanding from them or why why is it that you feel that you get along better with them in that sense than you do like is it as simple as I just get along better with women or is it like what what is it Oh, there've been many iterations of it. I think it start it started with just me the the idea of me being a, a good listener. Mm. And being able to, and and it it often it often turned into me being vented at, mm. and then me having to you know either console or mm. process and give you, advice, you know, um, that that I that I call white knight syndrome. I mm. went through that mm. when it came to me talking about stuff, and it it didn't happen with a lot of lot of people but definitely some some women I confided in mm. there, there were certain you know certain times when I had to talk about some emotional shit mm. and get a perspective check on it mm. what I realize now is that there is much like how we were having that conversation mm. about how a white girl will not have the same perspective and experience and understanding of the situation to put mm. To put our our experiences in a context that they mm. can understand, mm. it's the same thing with guys, mm. guys and girls. Ah. Like I can talk about, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can talk about, you know, some emotional things with with girls, but mm. it won't be the same as me talking it out with another guy purely mm. because the guy understands the context. Mm. You know, the 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 masculine, you know, masculinity issues and. Mm. And, and having all of that understanding mm. and then being able to to then place whatever the emotional shit I was going through mm. through that lens mm. and then saying, okay, I get it. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah. Something interesting that I just thought about was, um, I remember an ex-girlfriend of mine, actually, like, uh, she was basically, um, v- you know, venting and telling me a whole bunch of problems. And I was just constantly coming up to solutions to mm-hmm. those problems. And she was like, look, look, look. I'm not talking to you for you to fix it. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, my, my caveman mind is must fix thing for a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while she was like, I just want to vent to you and you're just meant to listen. Yeah. Which yeah, is, that... is a big thing. Do men suck at listening? As terrible as the stereotype is... Yeah, I fell into that category so well, many that, times. It's that whole male stereotype of that the oaf. It's know? not like, so much the oaf. It's just it, I I believe it's just literally 
it's a practical problem-solving situation for a, for a guy. It's a very male thing to just go, well, I'm going to fix it. Because, yeah. because you have a problem with your boss, mm. right? Okay, so what are the problems? What are some potential solutions to, to resolve the problem? Mm. Because it's a feeling that they're venting, we, I think as, as men, what we end up doing is we take the emotion out of it mm. and we look at the, the, the situation and the logic mm. behind it. Mm. Turn it into a problem-solving situation, mm. Mm. and that's what we give back. Yeah, it's like, oh, my my boss really upsets me. Okay, well, let's take him out of the equation. Let's look for a new job. It, kind or, of thing. That's that's a yeah, very, or, yeah. Or it's a case of okay, so what did he do? Okay, mm. okay, so how can we? How can we? Like, is there a recourse? Is there yeah, something yeah, we yeah. can do? Is there is there something you can say? Right. Yeah. Whereas at the time they just wanted to vent and say, look, mm. I feel horrible right now. Mm. Now. That, and the the missing part of that whole thing mm. in a male brain is the emotional thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's taken out, yeah, and that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. So, whereas just listening and okay, this is what you, they need to they need to say because that's their emotions that they're yeah, conveying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just need to sit <laughs> sit there essentially yeah, and, and just listen, take it and listen. Yeah. Um, I've been called up on it so many times. Yeah, yeah. I've been like, yeah, my ex used to call me up on it all and, the time. Actually. Um, it's hard to deprogram yeah. because that is just what we're supposed to do. Yeah, word, word, word. Problem well, not solution. Like, well, I would but say, this is yeah. The thing. Masculinity needs to be redefined big yeah. time because the stats just show that the, the demographic with the mm. least number of friends, older male. Yeah. Older male. It's always most likely to kill themselves, older male. Yeah. Everything older male, man. Like, men are just dying. And I'm not saying this is some kind of men right, man right activist, nothing like that at all, guys. If anything, I hate men. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, it's it's clearly almost a sickness that exists. Like, suicide, men, you know, it's always men who are just like, um, I, I, I read this crazy article the other day, actually, about just about how, more specifically, it's white men because, um, and it's a socioeconomic thing, mm. because white men don't have the opportunities their parents had and clearly don't, can't meet the benchmarks that their parents had. Like, at age 21, you know how grandparents are like, well, I had three kids and I was e it was easy for me to afford a house. But men of this generation were, can't say that because their parents did so well. When it comes to, say, um, African-Americans, mm. um, their benchmark previous went through a great deal of poverty and a great deal of oppression. Yeah. So they never really had anything to compare themselves to. So they tend to be somewhat more content in that sense because the benchmark isn't there, so they're kind of happy with their lot. Whilst white men have this, um, you know, the, the glory days of, like, 1960s, 1950s America to kind of deal with, like, post you know, the Industrial Revolution, all that shit, right? You know? Yeah, it's, it's kind the, of interesting. Right, post-war boom. Post-war boom and all that yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right? Super interesting. What does it mean to be a man anymore? Yeah, man. What does it mean to be a man? Write in and tell us. That that would be great. Because I tell you what, being, being a man, like, I asked my parents. Yeah. Being a man means having a family. Mm-hmm. You know, having a house, providing for your kids, making sure that they, you know, have everything they need mm. and setting them loose, mm. right? Which, which then comes down to, uh, this is the purpose of life. Mm. What happens if 
one, you don't have that. Two, you don't want that. What does that make you less of a man? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And to a lot of people, I, I have friends who have openly said that to me, like who've openly said that to me. Um, because you don't have the things we have, you're just caught in this this juvenile prison for the rest mm. of your life, you know. And then I, I, and then I react and say, well, I date women ten years younger than me, <laughs> and things like that. Like I say something stupid that kind of like lends itself to that notion even right. further, and I have to justify my existence with stupid shit like that. You want to know how to keep how men should have friends and the kind of relationships they should have and a, a guy's guide to friendship. You want yeah, to know about because, that? because at the end of the day, if I need to get out of this friendship, <laughs> I'm going to out. You ain't going to find anything as in-depth. You, you ain't going to find this ocean of emotional intimacy that is that exists between you and me anywhere else, my G. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about to that. Borrow, to borrow... You know, a line from Jack Nicholson. This is as good as it gets, Holmes. This is as good as it gets. Anyway, I'm going to post this article in the show mm. notes. But, like, um, to begin with, it kind of said that, you know, men f- value friendships, but they don't get the emotional support out of them that they want. Um, so, basically, male friendships, again, like we mentioned before, they tend to be based in, like, an activity. Mm. Like, oh, let's go rock climbing together. I mean, that's such a male Play word. golf. Yeah, go, go to a movie. But as opposed to let's... I just really need to talk, like that kind of thing. Um, And because of that lack of emotional intimacy, it means that they don't learn about other shit. They don't have other people to talk to about things like health issues, Mm. sex, Mm. um, you know, uh, financial stuff. Mm. Like, could you imagine a man who's like really steeped in that whole male kind of um, in really invested, I should say, invested in that male identity thing. Could you imagine how they would actually broach the the topic of a potential bankruptcy or losing their job or something like that? That's like emasculating as fuck, right? Absolutely. You know, that's, like, and that's a sign that you have failed as a man. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a, a group, a, a, a male friendship where you can actually talk through, say something like that, would help immensely mm. because you clearly like a man like that would never talk to a woman about it, especially their partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. And like, I, and look, not, not to focus on the topic, but talking about sex, for example, mm-hmm. do you honestly think that it would, like, that a conversation wouldn't just devolve into a bravado filled, oh, yeah, mate, you know? Oh, I'm going like, to do this star yeah, and that and I'm, Jeez, yeah, you know, we did it over here. Why do we, we sound like Robo the Mullet no when idea. we do that? No, well, anyway, anyway yeah. we're just assuming. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but but that's the thing. There's not going to be any actual. There's not going to be any genuine discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, if there are difficulties, mm. that is a very personal topic. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have to have. You, you have to have a, a solid enough friendship where... <laughs> well, we know men don't even like to go to the doctor, right? Exactly, like, you know, like, right? you don't want to do that. So, let alone talk about our issues when having sex. Yeah, you know? so, you know, and, you know, it's all very private, you know, it ha- it's nobody else's business, but, mm. you know, it could be happening to other people. There, there could be more people out there than just yourself going through whatever it is. Mm. And the only way you're going to find out is if you open up mm. and start to talk about it, but... You can't because you're you're trapped in this prison of, well, if people find out I'm weak, then you know all of a sudden it. I lose crum- value. I'm not. It comes yeah. crumbling down, and yeah, you know yeah. what are you worth? You're worth yeah. nothing. Messed up, man. Okay, so here are some points that this article that I'll post later anyway, um, kind of talked about. Um, some 
some things to do to ensure you're getting like a proper male kind of friendship. Some things that we should be aiming for mm. as opposed to aiming for and attempting to cultivate in order to have, you know, emotionally intimate friendships with male with men. Um just for pe- just for like to be healthy in the head, yo. Mm. So one of those things is um make meaningful connections and we've talked about this already. Um have friendships that are more than just surface level. Um, make sure, like, talk about your shit. Like, mm. talk about your shit. Um, it's an outlet to help. That's why they have... Uh, have you heard of sheds? You know, men, men sheds? As men in sheds. just the, the... You know, they're, they're, like, where people, like, guys go, like, mainly middle-aged men, they kind of go into these... Um, they, I'm pretty sure every suburb has them, man. It's just, like, guys go there to work on their, like, on woodwork and shit, uh, but yeah, they also yeah. talk shit and oh, stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, I remember... Uh, my my ex girlfriend pointed one out to me actually. Um, that was like in Sutherland or something. Okay. Um, like, cause we drove past and I was like, oh, what's the shed? There was just a sign that said the shed, and she's like, oh, it's like a male bonding kind of group. And I was like, whoa, that's really healthy. Like, shit, I could see myself joining one one day, but without woodwork because I <laughs> suck at that. But um, but yeah, like you know, so having relationships that um are more than just surface level, mm. you know, so make meaningful connections. All right. Um, hone your communication skills. We talked about this earlier too. Men are shit listeners. Shit listeners, shit talkers as well. Yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah. Day. Word, like word. communication in general is terrible because you know you don't need it unless you're sending an email or some you know dumb shit for work. Mm, mm. Communication skills about anything personal is mm. just like nah, we're not going to bother with that. Mm. So your inability to articulate what's going on in your own life. Mm. It just means that you have to bottle up everything inside again, so... Mm. Yeah, like, I think learning to be a good listener was... I I had to do exactly that. I had to learn. I definitely had to uh, reprogram myself Mm. because I wasn't... I know for a long time, I just wouldn't... I would just... I wasn't really listening to the other person as much as I was thinking of solutions to the problem or I was just thinking of how do I sound clever now or how do I sound smart or how do I say something that'll make this moment erupt into Mm. laughter or blah 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 blah. you know what I mean like I just wasn't listening at all the one thing I I learned and I learned quick after I got scolded for basically trying to fix the situation Mm. is that whenever it got to a point when it was just it 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 sounded like a vent Mm. right and I was just listening Mm. and when it ended Mm. I said nothing and I waited until mm. they said, well, aren't you going to say something? Mm. That's when you say something. Oh, word. That's good advice, G. Right? Because, you know, until that moment when they actually want to hear what you have to say, mm. then you just hold back. Yeah, now, just because somebody's venting yeah. doesn't actually mean they want Absolutely. A now, in general, when it comes to, you know, uh, people talking out their shit, they're venting, just listen, don't say a word. Mm. If they want your input, they will ask for it. Basically, the point is it's okay to just, like, let your friend talk it out, man. Mm. Like, yeah. The next thing's a really interesting one. Practicing everyday loyalty. And this is something I, I've always said. It's like, uh, friendship is a two-way street. If, I don't know if you'll recall one of our first podcasts <laughs> where <laughs> I talked about how I stopped talking to a friend because this person, well, it was a girl. So, yeah. like, she just wasn't being a good enough friend, yeah. in my opinion. But um, loyalty is the most prized element of friendship. And your commitment to a friend is demonstrated by staying in regular contact. Yeah, It's so common for guys to kind uh. of not 
hit up someone regularly, right? I've been guilty of that so many yeah. times. Like, I've, oh, same, same, I've same, lost same. friendships Actually, take it back. I am very fucking good at it. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I, am, I, will give you I am damn good at that. Yeah, you are, you are actually <laughs> genuinely good at it. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm starting to unlearn that because, funnily enough, this guy over here was the first one who... First person who ever just called... <laughs> without a pretense. Yeah, I do that. And a lot. I thought that was the most ridiculous shit. <laughs> well, it's really shit. funny. Look at my next point. Men sometimes worry that if they initiate a phone call without an acceptable reason, the other guy might feel it's um, needy or gay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what is this needy gay motherfucker? <laughs> Because I remember, like, and this is very early on. Oh, that's very funny. This guy would call up, and he'd just be like, hey, and I'm like, hey? What's going on, man? That was a long time Cause, ago. Because every, every single conversation I've had up to that point mm. had a purpose. Yeah, word, word, word. There was something that was, uh, there was a goal to it. Mm-hmm. There was some sort of an agenda. Mm. And it really came down to, okay, what do you want? Mm, mm, that yeah. that was my understanding of any conversation yeah, with yeah, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It is all very, you know, um, you know, uh, goal-oriented. Mm. Um, what, what purpose do I serve? You know, and yeah. uh, there must be a reason for it. And, yeah, it, it weirded me out for the first, like, you know, <laughs> while. Until I was like, all right, okay, so he's just calling to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then and now I've I've come to obviously realize. And now we that like text all fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, like I realize that that's all normal. Yeah. It's just it was weird when it started. Off. Yeah, well, like I admit, if somebody who I don't know that well calls me now just to talk, I'm super weirded out by it. Yeah. And like, but I need to be like at the same time I'm very accepting. I think it's because of even me doing that, I only really do that with you. Yeah. Right now, like I don't really do it with anyone yeah. else. Um, so it, it's still kind of hard to accept, but I need to kind of just be cool with that because, you know, person's ringing me for a reason just to talk. Clearly they trust me, blah, 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 blah. I gotta be a good friend, you know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. And not like rush them off the phone and get mm. rid of them. But, um, but yeah, like, and that goes for any kind of friendship, man. Like, if friendship is a two-way street, dude, like, you can't expect the other person to, like, do all the work and you just, like, always be, oh, yeah, cool, all right, yeah, just... You know, I'll show up. Like that's just not how shit yeah, works. Man. No, absolutely. That's not how shit works. Like in the and I guess it's easier when you're in high school and stuff because that person's gonna be in front of you like so often. Like they're there on tap. And I guess like when you become adults, your friends aren't there on tap. Like you've really no. got to make the effort. Yeah, because kind of... yeah, I mean you're <laughs> essentially forced to be in the in the same vicinity over you know over the you know, six years of your yeah, high yeah. school career. Yeah. So. Yeah, when it comes to university, say you're doing different degrees at different unis, mm-hmm. that requires effort. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I, and I'm the first to admit mm. that I've lost a lot of friends purely because mm. of lack of effort mm-hmm. and lack of like, oh well, you know, maybe it should, you know, I should call them just to say, hey, what's up? Yeah, look, and I, meet up. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, yeah, I've definitely made that effort, and and as a result, I've still been able to keep two of my best friends from high school. It's yeah, guys, man, it's healthy, like. Do it, like do yeah. it, like. If you've got friends, you gotta make make the effort to stay mm, in touch. Mm. You you meet up, you know, even if it's once a month, mm. you maintain that contact mm. because if you value them as friends, like face to face time, nothing beats it. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, that. Uh, and you know, and like in like how you keep you know in contact with SMS from time to time. Mm. 
it's all important. I think. Yeah, and it's... and honestly, all I say is mints. Mm. And then you're just like, oh, this shit went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. fucked up shit went down. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's yeah, fucked up, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, even that's that's just... That's what friends do. Yeah, that's exactly. venting, like, you know? Exactly. Um, okay, so the next point is learning friendship first aid. Now, what that the article meant by that was basically, like, if you see issues with your friendship, mm. deal with it straight away. Like, don't just bottle it up so that's that true. it just, like, bursts at one that's point. True. I'm not going to lie, me and T-Bone had one of those. Oh, yes. We had one of those. We weren't talking to each other mm, for ages. Yeah, that a was... A couple of months. Yeah, that was <coughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that was, like, mm. you went into, like, soul-searching and shit Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah, yeah cause, absolutely. Like, you know, like we were each other's outlets, Yeah. Man. Like, yeah, you know no, and, I mean? and, you know, yeah. and, and, but, but then, you know, we, we resolved our shit yeah, and we yeah. talked it out. Yeah, and That's exactly. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And if we weren't good friends, we wouldn't be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. God, we're making it out as if we're perfect. We kind of <laughs> are. We kind of <laughs> But, no, the point is, like, that's why I, I guess, so that was the last point uh, on that thing. So I'll, I'll post this in the show notes so you guys can look at it properly. But, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I picked this topic. I mean, it was stemmed in the whole people snigger at us mm. a lot. Um, we get gay all the time. Not that we give a fuck. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but we, and it's always stemmed in that, um, it's not masculine. It's not masculine. It's not masculine absolutely. to have a close friendship with another straight guy. It's immediately suspect as, as potentially gay or mm. you, 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 blah, 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 blah. And also just the other reason I wanted to talk about it was just because, dude, um, you know, just the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. Men are just unable to cope and they react in explosive ways. Yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, they are incredibly important. Doesn't matter. um, Doesn't matter what your situation is. Other male friends are a necessity. Mm, Word up, word up. Because, I mean, but you look, finding quality friendships is hard. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, Friends, they end up vibing on, you know, the, the important shit. Mm. They can have differences, that's fine, but they're vibing in on the important shit. Mm. And they're on a wavelength that you can actually relate to. Mm. And that includes an emotional wavelength as well. Mm. So if you can't... And, and finding that is hard, but if you do, you need to do everything you can to maintain it because long-term, that's in, it's invaluable. Mm. Like, I, I feel that if I didn't have you know, the friends that I have, you know, I'd just be a hell of a lot worse off, what? you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, socially, everything. Mm. So, yeah, I just feel that it's, it's really important. So, guys, yo, like, get out there, talk about your shit to your friends, and who gives a crap if they give you strife for mm. it? Just go, yo, this is what needs to be done. And ladies, encourage your men to get out there and meet Absolutely. their mates. Um, not saying that, I, sheesh, I gotta be very honest with you, the wives that I know are like, can you please hang out with your friend? Get out of the can house. Can you get him out of the house yeah. and hang out with him? All he does is mow the lawn every yeah. week and, like, talk to himself. Yeah. Like, I get this from all my mates' wives mm-hmm. all the damn time, you know? So, so it's not some, yeah. oh, the wife won't let me get, that's bullshit, dude, mm. from my experience. Complete bullshit. Mm. But, but yeah, yeah, look, I... I, I really want to hear what people out there have to say. Yeah, yeah. This totally. is a really this is one of those topics that you know, um, I'm sure everybody's got some sort of a, an opinion on it. Maybe they would like to share their experiences, up, and their word understanding up, word of up. it. Yep. 
Uh, you know, tips for maintaining friendships. Absolutely, that'd yeah. be great. Oh, um, long term, yeah. Yeah. So look, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up now. Yeah, but, yeah. But and if they want us to, and if they want to send us this, these, these yeah, tips. yeah. If you want to send us the tips, just email us at the podcast uh, at gmail.com. What? Uh, send us a Facebook message. That's yeah. that's really cool. I haven't so got just, one of them in a while. We'll yeah, like yeah. So yeah. Uh, the Mins po- uh, podcast. Just search for us on Facebook. Yeah. Apart from that, in terms of just communicating with us, how do we get get you, Nils? Oh yeah. So you can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. I am the opening salvo. And I am DJ underscore Cashless on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, but yo guys, remember what I said about like if you don't know. T-Bone or myself personally and you listen to the podcast we really want to hear from you That's, like yeah, right yeah. now absolutely um, want to know what's up like, yeah, how, just, how'd you find it yeah cetera, cetera. absolutely yeah cool so that's about it for today yeah um, tell them what's up T-Bone please invite us to your parties shit behind us and put this shit in your sinus minus all up in my gums minus all that shit it lined up i said ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you've been scratching you've been fiending i'ma fix you i'ma fuck you i'ma get rid of them demons it's my my druggie love me when i'm ugly <laughs> i don't know how to sing the fucking chorus <laughs> oh fuck you <laughs> You got your end credit, you bitch. I fucking hate you.